It's 98.9 WCLZ, a Studio Z today with the record company. The new album, All This Life, is out now. And I want to start with this album in particular because the first time around when you guys were here and we were talking about the debut album at that time, that was all recorded in a living room. But you guys went, let's call it traditional, for this, this last album. Why go into a studio? You know, uh, we, we started the album in the living room again the second time, just writing. And the living room's a great place for us. It's just... It's comfortable and it's free, <laughs> um, and uh, so a lot of the the early sort of demos kind of came from there. Still, we wanted to keep the the raw kind of thing happening. Um, we didn't want to completely change the sound, but we wanted to make the second album feel like it did kind of grow. Um, just like the songwriting's grown, we've grown, our experiences have grown. So going into the studio, um, I'm bleeding here. I cut my hand on one of these strings. Rock and roll, um, dude. I know, it's just rock and roll. Uh, it was just a natural, it was a way to elevate uh, things, particularly with drum sounds and things like that. So went to a real vintage type of studio, and uh, this guy has all these old equipment and the kind of stuff we like and gravitate towards. That's the studio that I wanted to ask about. What studio was this? Because there's been a lot of legendary stuff that came out of there. Uh, it was a place called Boulevard Recording, and um, they've recorded people like Pink Floyd and Steely Dan and Ray Charles and some newer bands like The War on Drugs recorded their album there. Um, oh, thank you. I told you they were nice. I literally... <laughs> for Radio Public, that's a Band-Aid delivered from much. some nice... Pricked help, my finger. Helpful listener. There's always a first in these things. Every time. So why, how did you guys end up at that studio in particular? Um, it just it was recommended by a friend, and uh, we really didn't want to go into something that was a little too, I guess, we didn't want something too sterile and clean and fancy and new, and it just doesn't fit who we are. You know, look at this. There's so much help coming. I wish Thanks, guys. literally pouring in the help for our poor bass player. But, uh, you know, so uh, we just, uh, it, we walked in there, and it just, it, it was like a, a time capsule. It was really preserved from that era. Like the the wall was recorded there, actually. And it's just kind of, they left it alone. And um, you could feel something in there. You stand in the live room and you talk in, in the room and you can hear the personality of the room. You know, if you've done been doing this a while, every room you're in, you kind of, as a musician, you're always thinking about how it's how your voice is moving in a room, just standing. And I'm constantly thinking about that everywhere I go. And uh, it just... It felt real good in there, and it was like, I think we were like, well, this looks the way we like the sound, you know? So uh, Clay, the engineer uh, who had done those Warren Drugs records, he was just a really sweet guy. We walked in the first day. We were just going to do a song, and he had this beautiful drum kit set up with all these old microphones. It looked like, you know, there were some microphones in there that looked like Frank Sinatra sang in, in like 1952. You know, it was just really cool. And most importantly, it sounded good. So... Uh, it was very at home, and we found out that it's like, oh, okay, we can be in other places, and we are still who we are, and we still sound like us. So, you know, there, it, it, we didn't buff all the rough edges off it, you know. Plus, Clay had a southern accent, the engineer. And yes. There's something very reassuring about that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. Like, like a British accent. You just believe whatever he says. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's good. We're with the record company talking about the the new album, and people talk about a sophomore album and the challenger that your debut album, you have your whole life to put the debut album together, but then a sophomore album, you've only got, in this case, it was three years in between the albums. What, how was that challenge? Did you feel any of that pressure? You feel it 
and uh, then you uh, you acknowledge it and uh, as a group, but then it's it's not about where's this album gonna go? How are we gonna do? If you're thinking like that, you're 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 not gonna make good music. Um, you know, you create from the heart, edit from the mind, and you got to follow your heart when you're writing. And when we got together and just started playing, it was like, okay, we're still us. Okay, there's still songs. Okay, let's worry about that. You know, let's. What did we just experience? What did we go through? You know, Alex had a huge pile of ideas. Like he came in and really helped, kind of jumpstart the whole thing, and uh, and it, it just really helped. You know, so um, we follow the best idea in this group. We don't. There's no. Uh, there's no like I have to have my song on this. You know, it's it's whoever comes in with the thing that works. And if a guy comes in with a song's even fully formed, and other two guys see something different, we'll all agree in the end. You know, we're not the kind of guys that write 50 songs. If a song makes it to completion with us, it generally went through a pretty serious, rigorous gauntlet of critique. You know, so the next album might have that 20 minute space opera, but. Uh... <laughs> Not I knew right you, now. I knew you were a deadhead, Alex. And I do want to talk to you guys about, you spend more time on the road than just about any band that I can think of, and it's been like two and a half years of nonstop touring. Tell us about the difference between going on tour in the beginning and, you know, like a tour that you're on right now. Difference. Well, you know, for, year, for years it was three of us in a minivan, in a Dodge Caravan. And that was exciting, you know, because at least for a little while. And then it just kind of, you. nothing we've ever done is because of vanity. And, and what I mean is when we went from that to like a sprinter van, which is a little bigger, it's because, and I have photo evidence of this, we started selling more merch, you know, and that comes in big boxes. So there was one day he's just in the back seat riding with like huge boxes piled Merch on, on right? top of him. Like, <laughs> okay, maybe, you know, we can justify the... And then the same thing with you go into a bus and it's all because the thing is growing a bit and, you know, there's, we're bringing our, some lights out with us now and all that and it, and just an awesome crew. So in that regard, it's, I, I don't know about more comfortable, but it's a lot more rewarding to envision in your head, well, you know, it'd be really cool if we tried this light thing or something and then you actually get to try it and Sometimes it doesn't always work, but at least you're not just sitting there like sketching it out in a notepad somewhere. So I think that's the major difference. And, you know, more people come to the shows, too. That's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, yeah there is that. You know, there's that part. Yeah. 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 We're with the record company. And the last thing I want to ask you about, and I did this last time. I saved it for the last question. They didn't have enough time to talk about it. But I, I, for the people that don't know about the Grammy situation when you guys were nominated and finding out about it and just that whole experience of that day. I loved hearing you guys talk about that the last time you were here. Can you just give us kind of a recap of what you remember from that Grammy experience? Yeah. Um, from the experience or from the day we found out? Well, both, because I love both stories. Okay. Uh, I, I, I was laying in bed at 6 in the morning. Um, my wife uh, and I both asleep, and she had been kind of messing with me, going like, ooh, Grammy nominations come out tomorrow. I'm like, that. I legitimately... And we had never really seriously had any talk like that. I mean, it was like that just in our minds at that time, it's like that happens to other people, not guys like us. So she woke up um, and was yelling. She saw it on her phone. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. She's yelling. So I shot up in bed and I thought nothing good could possibly be happening here. You know, it's six in the morning. 
And I had forgotten. And uh, she said, oh, my God, Chris, the band's been nominated for a Grammy. And I was like, sat there blinking, you know, kind of. She said, did you hear what I said? I was like, yes, I did. <laughs> and she goes, aren't you going to say something? I'm like, I have nothing to say. I'm like, except for that I'm going to call mom and the guys, and I did. And then uh, we went through that experience. You know, we, we went to the Grammys. We walked that red carpet and got interviewed by, you know, 5,000 different people who probably had no idea who we were. And like, <laughs> waiting for... Perez Hilton definitely didn't know. Yeah, who they didn't we were. know who we were. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we, we did, you know, it, it was... And then we sat there and uh, went through that experience. And it was funny because we never thought about really... I People would say, "Do you are you excited? Do you want to win? And I was like... I'm just, you know, I just never thought I'd even be here. So, but it's funny when you're watching people give their crying acceptance speeches, you're kind of sitting there and you're like, well, you know, it would be more fun to win than lose. <laughs> 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 you know? but, but a good, remember after, I think right after our category was uh, like best metal album and it was Metallica, Megadeth and, you know, uh, a few other bands I forget and, and Megadeth won. So the, and they were kind of sitting right by us, and I grew up like a metal dude, you know. So I was like, all right. And uh, Dave Mustaine, the singer, remember, he gets up, and he's like, "Well, I guess thirteenth time is a charm." It <laughs> <laughs> lost twelve then, times. But then they played the playoff music was a Metallica song, so it was like, you never win in this thing, you know what I mean? It's just it's a constant barrage of like just. Um, but yeah, it was a, it was a cool experience though. Yeah. As long as you don't bleed out at a radio event, then yeah, I think right. that's we've got that. That's a big now, win. We'll get Red Cross to sponsor next time. Good. Thank you guys for being here with us today. It means so much. The Thank record you. company Inside Studio Z. You want to do one more for us? Yeah, we're gonna do a acoustic version of uh, our song "Life to Fix." Band-Aid and all.